at the beginning it was totally blurry. I really didn't know where I would end up. You're rank six. Yes. There's three of you. It's you, Rob, and Gab. Hey, it's me, Basti's Lightbulb. Funding yeah. the fellowship, right? That's for sure. To put a price tag on that. Space Monkeys blasting off with Bastian Kuchier. He's a rank six member of the Fellowship, a core developer of Polkadot. Bassi, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. You've been part of building Polkadot for many years now. You started at Parity in uh, September 2018, so almost more than five years ago. So tell us what was happening at Parity at that time. Was it Substrate was just coming onto the scene? I think they started like one year ago, like at the beginning of 2018, end of 2017. But um, as I started, it was yeah quite quite early and um, yeah, quite 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 rough code base. I mean, it's probably still quite a rough code base or whatever you want to call it, but it was like, yeah, it, mm. it, it was uh, a funny time for me. I mean, like um, I came here and didn't have any knowledge about blockchain. It was... <laughs> what were you doing before? Well, I was working for some kind of startup. The idea was like, um, I mean, it was similar, like liberate your IoT devices. So like, I mean, if you have a light bulb and you like a Philip U or whatever, and sure. you, I think they already done it, no? They turned or uh, shut off the uh, shut off the servers or whatever and um that's shitty because like if you buy it and you want to use it and you i mean that there's no reason why you need to have a server in between if you want to turn on your light bulb yeah so yeah. like the idea was like yeah but if you're in the local network with the same light bulb you can just press a button on your phone and it directly connect to this thing and and does it <laughs> and it makes so much more sense yeah um the startup was like actually coming from another startup before where I was also working and they had like these kind of routers and that was the first job I learned Rust for. Then it was like, I think you, July or August 2018 where I was start looking for a new job and mm. like I wanted to continue working in Rust and I was searching for something that's in Berlin or remote and I found Parity and it was like, uh, I, I think the first time I, for example, heard about Gav was before I had like he was doing like the f uh, final interview and then uh, I was like yeah. googling him and I never heard like I knew Ethereum I knew Bitcoin I had like some shit coins maybe before and okay. <laughs> so, so I knew like I knew that this stuff exists and all this kind of thing but I, I wasn't that really deep into that like especially not on the technology side. Why do you think they hired you? What do you think they, they saw in you? I, I don't, it's a good question. I don't know. Pro I, I think it was probably because I knew Rust and like, ah, okay. um, like my stuff was like, the, the company before was also already doing like some open source stuff. So we could already look into my, my things I had done. And mm. um, yeah, yeah I, I started and then first day I was talking, like Gav was my kind of, it was called buddy or whatever at this time. So like, yeah, that was my, my beginning at, at Substrate. So, so Gav has his vision for what Substrate is supposed to be and he brings you on and basically he's like, okay, I need you to do this, I need you to do this. So you're kind of trying to put together yes. Gav's vision in the beginning. Yes. I mean, it was like he had like, Gav was always writing like these kind of big issues or whatever, what, what needs to be done. And I was just like, at the beginning, I was mainly just doing like, hey, okay, that needs to be done. And January or February 2019, Gav introduced me like to um, Cumulus. I mean, he introduced you to this concept of like what, like um, collators, uh, parachains. It was not really introducing; it was more like on a high level or how it should, what what's the idea is how it should work. And it was like so much new stuff for me. I didn't really know. Like, I, I then I tried to read like the pocket or paper. I think in the 
original popular paper, there's like uh, one paragraph about like collators, what a collator is. It was like, okay, but no, what I need to do? It was like um, quite abstract. But I mean, mm. like from that point on, then I made my like I made my way up to delivering Cumulus or to make uh, make sure that Cumulus makes or like yeah works. Did it strike you? Uh, what the potential of Polkadot was? Did you understand the importance of what you were building? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, uh, no okay. it's, it's quite. I, I also, I don't have, I think I have to admit, I also didn't read the entire Polkadot paper, but I mean, like, <laughs> only like the, the yeah. parts which, which which were, like, interesting to me. Yeah. And I mean, like, um, I mean, this entire idea of, like, uh, decentralization, I mean, it's like, it's not, it's not, it was not created by by blockchains or whatever. So like the company I worked before, like with liberating these IT devices. I mean, at the end, we also came to a point. Okay, who is actually like you? I mean, you need to discover these devices, and that like means that you also need to have like some kind of decentralized network, or like you need to have some network where like these light bulbs, all these kind of things, can connect to and say, "Hey, it's me, Basti's light bulb," and so, so that I can con uh, discover them or whatever. I mean, it was currently done by the centralized server, but I mean, like, it shouldn't be done by centralized server. Mm -hmm. And so even there, we had, like, in the end, cam coming, uh, coming to this point, okay, but how is that, like, actually get, how you're getting paid and all these kind of things. And we were also like, already looking into, like, this kind of, um, or, like, into, into a theme or whatever at this mm. point. So and I, even before, like, I think decentralized or, like, open source, like, with Linux, I'm using Linux now since I don't know, to, like, like really full-time probably 2011 or whatever now like since 12 years or whatever and as I, I like a lot of people were always like yeah why are you using Linux and I mean like but I'm I, I, I like the idea and I'm standing behind it that all of it is open source you can shake it out re review it if you like or you can even fix your own bugs and all these kind of things I, I think that's a that's a great idea and also with these like um you know, back to <laughs> back to blockchains and decentralization and I mean um we already see in some countries, for example, where it's like um, they they try to um, censor your stuff and they you, you cannot read what you want, all these kind of things. So it's like yeah. um, there is a value in it, and I and I think we we can probably hopefully help doing doing this kind of things. Back on uh, your journey at Parity here, Gavin introduces you to Cumulus. Can you break down, simplify what Cumulus is and what role it plays in Polkadot? For us, yes. Um, so cumulus is like the, or like if you if you take substrate, substrate is like what are, is like the building blocks for Polkadot. So mm. like the the foundation, whatever you want to call it, for for Polkadot. So that means like we had like these two separate code bases. We had like the Polkadot node and we had like substrate. And now if you want to write a like you want to write a parachain, I mean it makes um, that is one of the reasons why substrate exists because like if you want to have all these people writing their own chains, it doesn't make sense if all of them start at. at at zero again at scratch. So mm. like my job was then like to take like these kind of interfaces that like Pocketer provides and makes substrate like ready to or like uh, to be able to write a substrate based chain mm. that can run as a as a parachain on top. Wait, which part is cumulus? It's just taking these like bits and pieces that exist and connects them together in the correct way. So for example, a good thing is like when you have like, for example, Pocketer, like what is the best block or whatever is like defined by okay, by babe and each block has a weight and like what is the longest chain and all these kind of things, and you find out what is the best block. If you want to find out what's your, what's your best block of your parachain, you actually mm. need to find out what is the best block of the relay chain and then look into the relay chain state and uh, get out what is the best block of your, of your parachain. So like this, subspread defines like these kind of, in Rust you call it traits, you probably, it's interfaces more like a common name or whatever, this kind of interfaces and um, Cumulus provides these 
these implementations for these interfaces. So like mm -hmm. yeah, you can do this kind of things in Pocket. Okay, so you designed Cumulus, or this was an idea, this was an issue that Gav came up with, and then you. So were like able the, to implement yeah, it? so like when I started working on Cumulus, the repo uh, already existed. It was um, uh, Rob had, had uh, like pushed there some things. That I don't know when, but it was like there were some things existing already from Rob. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I took over that and then done a lot of things. So for example, like these, um, if you, one of the biggest things is probably like the validation. So like um, the pair chain builds this block and then sends the block to the to the relay chain and then the relay chain needs to validate that the state transition is um, valid. Mm. And for that, you, the, the relay, like the pair chain registers like a WebAssembly blob um, at the relay chain that is like, um, that you can execute mm. or like the exposes a function they put in like this POV that's coming from the from the pair chain or the block. Um, and we execute it if the execution is like successfully, um, then it's like, hey, that was a valid state transition. And um, so that was like probably the biggest part that... Uh, <laughs> that you added. Yeah, that, that didn't be added, yeah. <laughs> oh, but like uh, the point is like, uh, as, I, as we were using Substrate, uh, like I needed to touch also a lot of things on Substrate, like either refactor like uh, break them apart like to make them like to make it work for for the relay chain to make it work for 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 parachain like mm. all these kind of things so when when was the moment where you became i mean in your eyes uh, like a core contributor uh, how do you define that uh, i think it already identity. happened in this in 2019 I, I don't know okay i cannot tell you exactly when but i mean like uh I know that already. Like then, at this point, a lot of people like relate, uh, like relied on me and doing this kind of thing. So, but I mean, like it was also like the, at this point, like the parity culture. Like we were like a small team, and um, every band, like you, you could like, um, yeah, like everyone can do whatever they want, and as long as they do something for the for the mission, like for Pocket or what, whatever. Mm. So like, and it was mm. like didn't exist any team or whatever, at least not in engineering side. Like we all were just working towards these goal of delivering Pocketot. So like just whatever you thought was necessary. Yeah. I mean like we had like these, oh. as I had like this for me I I mean I had this grand vision, grand goal of hey, cumulus needs to work in I mean whatever that means. I mean at the beginning it was totally blurry. I didn't I really didn't know where I would end up. It yeah. was like me just staying, doing like small steps uh, yeah, yeah. until I, I got where it is today or whatever. But I mean like as I thought, I, I didn't. As I said, I didn't have like really no blockchain experience, so I didn't know what where I was going, and like needed to learn a lot of things. And this is somebody recently. We'll keep them anonymous, but they. I asked the question like, "Who's the best engineer at Parity?" And they said it was you. And I said, <laughs> "I said, well, I said, why is it Vasti?" And they said, "Because of his trajectory, he came in, and then suddenly he was right in the middle of it all." And yeah, you know, I mean, I'm like, I'm quite committed to my things, and I'm, I'm also tr trying to be quite. Um, Giving the best and delivering like all these kind of things. I mean, mm -hmm. like nobody is perfect or whatever, and I mean that's that's, that's fine. But I mean, like I, I try to, I try to do the best and like give them best. And like, I don't know, was it 2021 decoded or 2022 decoded where Gavin uh, started speaking about this idea of the fellowship? Maybe it was 2022 actually last probably, year. Probably, yes. A structure of developers that's actually separate from from Parity. Yes. You're still part of Parity, yes. right? Your top rank, or not the top rank possible, but your rank six. Yes. Uh, there's three of you. It's you, Rob, and Gav. Yeah, Gav, Gav is like you had this initial seating. Yeah, and, how did uh, that work? Like, initial seating was like mainly like people could make a PR to this repository and say, mm. hey, 
it's me with like some kind of like a reputation, like what you have done, like PRs and all the kind of things and saying why, why you should get a certain rank and all the So kind you of applied to be rank six? Yes, I applied to rank six. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it wasn't like, I, I think before I didn't do it, I think first I was only playing for five, but then I was talking to some people and I mean, then they said, okay, you awesome. should go and... But uh, what I want to say is like GAF actually is like rank, rank seven, but rank seven requires like a public um, referendum or whatever. Right. Yeah, you're all at the ceiling right now, but yeah, you yeah, can yeah. move up with. You can up with, but yeah. you need to, yeah, you need to public uh, referendum or whatever. Does rank seven have authority that rank six doesn't have? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like every rank has like your, like if you go then down to frame, like every rank can do like these kind of, have a different kind of origin, like this origin, like you... When you, when you, for example, like the fellowship also has like their own kind of re re uh, referenda. So like um, yeah. if we want to like whitelist something, there's a referenda and you currently you need to, like for that, you for example, need to be at least um, um, rank three. So a fellow with like higher ranks, you, you get higher also, like you can vote for something. What else can you do? Can you pull up people up the ranks? Like can you like pull someone up to rank two from rank one? Yes, but I mean, no, it also requires a referendum. So like, um, every every step requires not a public referendum. You mean no, no, referendum in, in, within in, in the, the yeah, fellowship? Right, in the right. fellowship, yeah, no, no, yeah. in the fellowship. Gotcha. So like that's what also like that's what's now should come in the new future. Like I mean, like there will be like a like a salary for the fellowship people. Yeah, and like also one thing like your rank de defines what is your what is the salary you're getting, and um, then I think it's like then. Every six months or whatever, you need to do some kind of work report of saying what I, what you've done to the to like uh, it's a little bit then I think comparable to the um, oh uh, the, the society, society. Kappa Sigma <laughs> move. you don't have a tattoo no I don't have <laughs> okay yeah, me neither <laughs> me neither <laughs> but no they would probably have one word but um, yeah so, so society um, where you also like you always need to do, like um, defend yourself like show image that you're like you that you still has a tattoo and all those kind of mm -hmm. things. And here would like a work report where you can then um, say, okay, that's, that is what I've done. And you can then either apply for like staying at the rank or like going up. Mm. And like then these other fellowship members need to like judge based on based on the work you have done if you if you should go up, uh, if you should go up or rank here. That's and if you, for example, then don't don't do anything, you automatically you, uh, automatically go down. If you don't submit a report, you if get you don't submit a report, then you go down. Oh, interesting. And what if you're like rank one? You don't submit a report, you're just out. And then you go rank zero, and then probably after rank zero, you probably get kicked. I don't know. I would need to check the implementation. But right, right. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, because I was kind of interested in that. How do people like? How do we shed people from the fellowship? Because it's fellowship's already over fifty people. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's bigger. It's a better. It's like the more decentralized. I mean, like the entire idea of it is like more that uh, it's no like if you. If you look back to the to the old governance one or whatever, where you had like the technical uh, the technical council, like um, yeah. I cannot say that I was part of it, but or like I, in what was not really I was more like part of the multisig parity that could vote on on certain things. And um, if you think about it, it required you to way less people to um, you need to get hold on to to approve something and mm -hmm. uh, like you now with the fellowship the more actually the better because like the more people are the more like the, the harder it's get for you to um, if you're like I don't know US central intelligence and whatever want to get someone or like get control over a pocket and you need to get more people uh, to, to do that 
I mean, that, as, that's part of the idea why why more people are better because like more people, more decentralized. And what about the cost of the salaries, though? I mean, will that just keep? Yeah, you know what I mean. That's like that's something that the government needs to Some decide. Sort of balance, yeah, <laughs> that this is going to be a really interesting battle in governance. I think not battle, but discourse in governance is yeah for sure is funding yeah. the fellowship, right? That's for sure. To put a price tag on that. <laughs> Yeah, that, that will probably be a good, uh, yeah, I, yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it on the dev call too. Um, that will, yeah, kind of, kind of fun it will be. <laughs> okay, you're still, I was getting here, you're still employed by Parity. Yes. Parity just had, uh, you know, this decentralization thing. And I guess this was like the first planned aspect of that decentralization, right? This was the first, the fellowship was the first part of that. Yes. Um, I guess, do you think eventually Parity will go away completely? Like, is that the idea? Yeah. I think actually, like it's more like um, depends on who you who you ask or what what they think. But um, yeah. like um, it's more like a parity. It's uh, like hopefully the ecosystem at some point is, is strong enough that parity is just like one um, one player mm-hmm. in the in the field or on the field um, and like not have any special position or whatever and it's like um, on the same on the same page with everyone. But yeah. I think that's a, that's a, that's a good goal. Mm-hmm. I think the idea more of parity, like the, or the goal of parity, is like to bootstrap Polkadot, and mm. um, yeah, and then depending on like how it evolves or whatever, we, we see what it in the end, like what it in the end will look like. If it will be go down, I don't know, but I mean like it's not in my hand, but I, yeah. or like if it just be like a player in the ecosystem, which would also make sense or whatever in a, in a certain way. I think that's also what what we should uh, yeah strive for that. Parity is not special or whatever, and it's more like uh, we're all the same. <laughs> no doubt. So, okay, so here you are um, with Gavin Robb at the top of the fellowship here. It seemed like you were kind of having trouble defining what your role is now. It sounds like you're maybe helping out uh, maybe more junior members of the fellowship with, with what they're building. Are you, like, checking a lot of other people's work? Yeah, that's for sure. Like, I'm always seeing a lot of things that's happening, like a lot, a lot of pull requests and all the things that's going in. And so you're in a bit of a manager role now a little bit? <sighs> I don't want, to, <laughs> don't want to call it that way. Right. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm still coding and um, mm-hmm. I, I try to, um, it, it always depends on like, um, sometimes I code more, sometimes I'm more reviewing pull requests or whatever, or like, yeah, I'm, the point is like, someone has to review all these pull requests or like that. So. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> and so what are some of the big things coming down the pipeline here? So we just had version 1.0. Right. Yes. What's the significance of that? Yeah, that we delivered like the the white paper. I think um, only thing now is missing like the bridges or bridge to bridge, yes. bridge between Kusama and Polkadot. And mm-hmm. um, then we see like where it, um, now we have like these RFC process like where everyone can come up and hey, I have this idea, I want to change it. And I mean like bring a little bit more structure into the chaos, which is which is nice because like yeah, people always complained like if that we were. At, making too many breaking chains and like we also want to have multiple nodes or like multiple node implementation i think like for example go or they're quite quite fine i think it's i'm quite surprised because they're already like also already like validating patients and i was quite surprised that they got there that, that fast oh. um but yeah that needs to be a little like there needs to be more structure into that how how we do these kind of um changes to the core core protocol and but but I think we're on a good way with these RFCs, and it's like. A, are, are you organizing this? Are you creating these systems? That's that's the thing that's not yet um, decided on how we want to do it. It's more, yeah. but it's more like that we have like a way to at least like 
bring up proposal like people everyone can bring up a proposal yeah. and like um, I mean it still requires that only pe like the fellowship should, can, can like only the fellowship can vote on it that also means you need to be at least or you need to find someone in the fellowship that can put your proposal um, to a referendum um, in the fellowship but um, hmm. then most of the people can can vote on it when are we then doing this kind of upgrade or when is this kind of thing is coming is that it's more like a a different kind of process we didn't yet uh, doc talked about. Yeah, in still a, in deciding. A, still needs to be decided. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, it's coming from the bottom here. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. We, but uh, yeah, but we we need to see how we then maybe talk to Kagome and see what they're they're thinking, and then okay, this is uh, the changes we want to do, and what do you think? How how long you take? Uh, like how how long you will need to do that? And mm -hmm. okay, so bridge still coming. You have your thumb on the bridge. No, I, I was never really into uh, like. Uh, that much into the, like I'm I'm seeing it on the side what's going on but I yeah. but I mean like they are now pushing for that I hope that it comes this year it, okay so like you bring on the um, these kind of new session keys so like uh, we then need validators to all of them rotate the keys mm. and if like the majority is rotated keys there can be a proposal to the Kusama governance to um, enable beefy and with beefy you can have then the bridges so that's um, so important. Depending on how long it takes, but uh, rough plan is probably ha hopefully at the, that it maybe once at the end of the year, or whatever. On, on for good. Okay, Easy. nice. But yeah, for the bridges, I, I don't know, but I think it's like as far as I know, they're only waiting that uh, beefy works, and then like let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. All right, bridges nice. Block space. Yes. What's your thoughts on block space? How's it coming out? I, I pushed a little bit on that, and I think I, I will. Um, I will. Uh, see what we can do but uh, as I said like or like as we all said that we try to do it at the end of the year at um, yeah, the Rococo wow. one something mm -hmm. I mean the, uh, I think the pallet or I think I finished the pallet already quite, quite some time ago uh, sorry some time ago um, Joe worked on the parachain so like we, we should probably get it there running and see see how it, how it does crazy and then we can bring it to Kusama and then yeah. What do you think about the core jam idea? I mean, I'm named as a co-author, so but uh, no, it's a great idea. It will it will take some time. I mean, a little bit. People are a little bit like I think a little bit too over optimistic when it comes. But uh, I see over optimistic on the timeline. No, over optimistic on the timeline. On the, okay. I mean, it will also like um, open up Polkadot more so that you probably can run more diversified or whatever. Um, um, Use cases, but it's not like it's not going to heal cancer or whatever. It's not going to to fix all the things or whatever. So like, there's okay. a, there, <laughs> I think for now, also as parity or whatever, we or like parts of parity, we we also need to focus on like the deaf the deaf experience and uh, all this like so, to make it easier for people to to build on on Polkadot. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big focus right yeah. now, right? Yeah, and so yeah, that's what we want to shift from or like make a quite big shift for that mm. but but core jam comes in the future and i think it's something we need to um we need to keep track on and also tell people about it and also people should for example i whatever you build now it will pop you i i'm like 1990 or 99 percent sure that it will continue running so like if you build yeah, a parachain yeah. now mm. um maybe it will require some kind of changes or like you need to do a runtime upgrade or whatever but i mean like um it should work with 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 Codem. It's not that we like let it fall down or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like I, I heard some voices, and I, maybe now it's a good idea to say that's not going to happen. So like, I, um, so like whatever you're building now, it will continue to work, or like there will be some kind of 
upgrade path. It's a, that shouldn't be complicated. Hmm, that's um, interesting. Yeah, I think it will in, uh, open up like some some nice possibilities. But it's like yeah, if you that's for for the future. And then if we look at now, if we look at today, it's probably not. Uh, it's not happening. No. <laughs> right. It's not happening now. Well, what would what's kind of like? It's so early though. But kind of what's the biggest obstacle you see right now to implementing it? Like from an engineering perspective, I think it's possible. I don't mm -hmm. think it's not impossible. It's more like we we need to see how like we we are putting a big bet on um, Risk Five. So like a new architecture, so not not WebAssembly uh, instead uh, in, uh, with Five instead. I mean, we have this um, Jan. He's working for me. He's building this kind of compiler. He's like a. He's, I don't know. I don't know how he's doing it. He's like he's really crazy. He's who, like, who is it? Uh, Jan, his name is Jan. Okay. Jan, and he's like, hey, he has built this Polkadot, uh, Polka VM, and uh, he now can, I can post it like that he can run Doom yeah, playing Doom yeah. They're playing Doom and it's like, <laughs> he's like, he written this compiler, and it's like, he's he's a, he's a really good guy, and he's like, nice. I don't know why, like, he has so much, I, I assume that he has a time machine, because like, he has a, like, he, he goes away and then comes back and is like, what? Where did it take? Is it possible that it's your younger self coming back in time and helping you <laughs> do this? He's all, no, yeah, he's already here since uh, 2020. So like, yeah, I, I didn't. Even, I think I also didn't have that much time back then. I, I don't know. He's like, it's mm. like because like he's like really f on these crazy hardware machine stuff and like, but but yeah, he's. Cool. A, I think we're putting a big bet on that. And probably, I think it. I mean, it's working already. It's more like um, we need these. Um, weight metering so like uh, find mm. out how, how long like a deterministic way to find out how long something or like how costly is to run something and that's mm. like um, that's a currently for example with frame you have like these uh, benchmarking that's like also like a, a big pain point like you need to have all these benchmarking infrastructure run your benchmarks before to know okay this thing runs like 10 milliseconds on this standard hardware so like that's like it has a weight of 10 milliseconds if easily speaking, and um, with these deterministic weight metering, it's like it's then more like Ethereum where you like, like say, okay, this costs like thousand gas, one thousand gas, and then you just let it run, and if it costs more than one thousand gas, it just aborts. I mean, that's from a from a user perspective, and also from a developer's perspective, it's um, more more easy because like um, you, know, you don't need to care that much. It's like uh, quite easy. You don't need to do all this benchmarking, all these kind of things, but. Mm. Um, if you want to do it in a in a in a in a big scale like we for runtimes or like for for actual blockchains or whatever, it needs to be like I don't know how how slow it is on on Ethereum, but I I think it's quite quite slow if you for for and we we want to have it quite fast. But Jan also has uh, like these kind of ideas um, how how he can speed it up, and I think he's starting now to work on it and see how how it goes. Das, do you have any advice for any young devs? Maybe they even just came through the PBA who are looking at Polkadot, they want to contribute to it. Um, but I don't know, maybe they need to build a reputation, get their name out there. How do people uh, contribute to Polkadot in a meaningful way that could possibly get them onto the fellowship with you one day? There's one guy, I cannot, like, sorry, but I cannot say, like, I'm Sego, I, I, I probably said as wrong. The young guy, the 17-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I think we already spoke. I, I don't. But yeah, he's he's quite. He he came into like um, he's I, think, I don't know. I think started end of last year, or whatever. Doing coming out of nowhere and we're doing like pull requests to to our code base, and they were like uh, quite good. And he was like at this point like some random guy coming from nowhere and like was the, 
I was then going to, to Kian and saying, can you can can we not hire him? And he said, yeah, I tried to, but he's like 16 years old or whatever. So like, <laughs> it's not possible. And I said, okay, <laughs> we, should, uh, we should take a look at him. But he, yeah, but he, yeah, he, he made it, like he, he came in and he's, he showed like um, that he wanted to, like he contributed on his own. And I get that it's like, I think it's, if you come from the outside of the book, like we're also not that good at like having entry level issues. I mean, there are some, but for all of them, you need to have quite a lot of uh, either time or like confidence that you that you want to do them. And mm. I think, yeah, like just having the confidence and doing these things. And even if you start small and doing these like small issues or whatever, and uh, I acknowledge <laughs> it's quite hard to, 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 to get into that, but it's, um, yeah. Have, like doing contributions, maybe doing contributions over over the ecosystem, also to to other places, or see what, what where they have like kind of pain points and, and all these kind of things, and then also contribute back to to the to our stuff or whatever. I think it's a okay. Look at the code base, look at issues, and yeah. try to yeah. fix problems. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's a, like I know, I know. A lot of people say that's like busty. That's a quite technical view on. <laughs> well, who so, else? Who else is going to do it? Yeah, yeah. But quite technical people. No, no, yeah, yeah. The no, best but, people are building Polkadot, right? Yeah, yeah. No. But I think also getting like, um, like involved into the into the the community, and I, I wouldn't say there's like a template path you can take. It's more like uh, it it requires that you like. Currently, probably still like requires that you okay you, that you want to do it that you want to contribute and that you like really standing behind that and then get on and and do the thing and see what's out there. I mean, like you can probably go to the issue tracker and there are like tons of issues people are reporting. And I mean, like if you if you come up and like even with something that some um, external people reported and fix it, I mean, I, it's quite hard, but or maybe quite hard. But I mean, I think it's, it shows that you're like that you're dedicated or whatever and to do, do, do that. I think it's uh, it's. That's quite nice. That's awesome. Well, Bessie, uh, thank you so much for your dedication to Polkadot and building up Polkadot. Um, I don't know where we'd be if uh, Parody didn't find you and, and you came <laughs> in and picked up all these pieces. Uh, you're one of many people who are making Polkadot possible. So um, yes. uh, thanks very much for all the work you do. And thank you for coming on the show and sharing it. I'll see you at the next uh, Open Dev Call. Okay, see you. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> thank you.